So welcome everyone and I, I just want to say how privileged I am to be sharing here this morning because for me, like for Kate, um, although I work with big people, <laughs> um, I started off with little people and um, to me there is no difference. Um, big people and little people are on the same journey and big people and little people have the same giftedness. Um, and God loves that. So I just want to congratulate Oasis for having an intergenerational service. Because when we mix, you've probably all heard that saying, it takes a village to grow a child. Well, here at Oasis, this is our village. We are the community. And our children are the future. They're tomorrow. So when we serve and worship and share together, they're learning from us. But more importantly, what I found out as an adult is that my time in children's ministry, I wasn't teaching. They were teaching me. That's when I learned all about me. I learned about my insecurities. I learned about the things that God needed to change in me because children are our teachers. And I'm sure those parents out there, you would know. Every time your child does something, you think, oh my goodness. What was going on inside me? How did I react to that? Was that in a godly way? They teach us. So what a blessing. Okay, enough of Christine rambling. Let's get on with the story. Now, just before we proceed, I have got a couple of helpers here. Now, where are they? Emma? Emma? And where's Jenna? They've been out giving out stars and I'd like you to put your hand up if you're one of these young people down the front and you haven't received a star because I think that there are some people down here, this little person down here, I don't know you. Have you got a star? You have. Excellent. How about this one down here? Have you got a star? Well... I think this young guy deserves a star because he's got a pretty curious mind, my hunch is. Am I right? A pretty curious mind and I think he deserves a star. Is there anyone else here who hasn't got a star? Oh, how could we forget you? You are an amazing little boy. You are such a good brother to your new little sister. I think you should have a star. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a number of adults here too who have had stars. So let me begin, begin to... Oh, I've missed one down the front. One over here. Where's Jenna? Is Jenna around? I've lost Jenna. How about Emma? This little man is also a helpful little man, I think. Yes. And he has a beautiful smile. And what I love about his smile is it's so big when he hasn't got two front teeth. It's pretty special. That is a unique smile. Okay, when Kate asked me to talk today, I said, oh no, I can't preach a sermon. I don't do sermons. That's not in my repertoire. So I reframed it to a story. But in reframing it, it led me to pray a little bit. And as I, as I sat and I listened to God for a little while, I began to realise that throughout the Bible, there are many stories and Jesus spoke in parables quite a lot through the New Testament. And when he spoke about the kingdom of God, these parables were very simple, they were memorable, they were quite humble um, in their imagery, 
and it was one single message. So when I thought about that, I thought, what a concept for today, an intergenerational service. Let's look at a story. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm not going to preach at you. I'm going to walk alongside you and share a story with you that's really dear to my heart. And I think the young people down here will find it very special as well. It's a story called You Are Special, written by Max Licado. Has anyone heard of that story? No. I, you have. You're very lucky. It's a beautiful story. And, you know, as old as I am, I'm not sure if I'm the oldest in the room, but almost the oldest, even now at my age, when I pick up that book, tears come to my eyes. It's a beautiful children's story. So, let's begin. One more request, though. I want you to get comfortable. I want you to open your ears and your heart, and I want you to listen because this story is not just for young people. For all you big people out here, you've got an inner child inside. And I'm going to ask today that you let your guard down and you let your inner child out. Because God wants to speak to you through this story in a different way today. Now we can begin. Now this story is about some small wooden people, and they're called Wimmicks. Really strange name, but they're called Wimmicks. And these wooden people were carved by a woodcarver called Eli. His workshop was on the hill that was overlooking their village. And each Wimmick was different. Some had really long noses. Anyone here got a long nose? No. Some had really big ears. Any adults got really big ears here? No. Some had big cheeks. Some wore hats. Ah, oh, we've got a hat wearer here. Some wore coats, if we got some coat wearers. Some wore, yes, some wore boots. They were all different. Every single Wimmick was different. They were unique in how they looked. And they all lived in the same little village that where the, where the woodcarver lived. Now, there was something really interesting about these Wimmicks. It sort of puzzled me. Do you know what these Wimmicks did all day and every day? Can you guess? Do you know what they did? They did the same thing. They stuck stickers on each other. Isn't that strange? That's all they did. They stuck stickers on each other. So each Wimmick had a little box like this. There was a little box that had gold stars on it. Yep. And they carried that round with them all day and stu stuck stars on each other. And then there was another box. This box is a grey box and it had grey stickers on it and they carried that box round all day and sometimes they stuck grey stickers on people. Interesting, isn't it? Sounds a bit boring. But let's see what happens. 
Every day they would go up and down the streets all over the city and they spent their time putting dots on one another. The interesting thing was the pretty ones, those with smooth, beautiful wood and fine paint, guess what they got? Gold stars. But if the wood was rough or the paint was chipped, the Wimmicks got grey dots. The talented ones, they got stars too. Some could lift big sticks above their head and others could jump high and they jumped over boxes and others could sing beautifully like my friend Emma, wherever she is, somewhere. I heard her beautiful voice the other week in children's church. All of those people were given stars. I wonder what that would feel like if you were given a star. And before the service, I gave a number of stars to people. I'm wondering if anyone would like to share what it felt like to receive a star. Anyone want to share? What did it feel like when I gave you that star? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She's got three and she felt excited. How about anyone else? What did it feel like for any of you young people when you got a star? Yes. You felt happy. Yep. And someone else down here? You felt happy too. Any other comments about... Yes. You felt good inside. Yeah. Anyone else want to make a comment? Yes. You felt special. Wow. Yes. You felt happy. That's beautiful. So, yeah. It was interesting because... We often do feel special when we get a compliment. When someone gives us something, we feel happy inside. Stars can be very positive. Okay. And some of these people, these Wimmicks, they had stars all over them. And every time they got a star, it made them feel good too. It made them want to do something more and more and more to get a star. In a sense, they kept on trying to do good things so they'd get more and more stars. I wonder, did anyone here get a grey dot? (laughs) (laughs) If if you're game to tell me. (laughs) How did you feel? (laughs) Nervous. Different. Okay. A little bit concerned. So you had, a, you had a gold star and you had a grey dot and you felt a little bit nervous and you felt a little bit concerned. You knew they were different. They were. They were. And they felt different, did they? Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's really, really interesting because... Um, you know, dots are interesting things. So, let's move on. I have a special person here with me and I want to share a little bit about this special person. 
I wonder, could someone hold the microphone? Okay. Just want to stand there. You want to hold that for me for a minute? Well, oh dear. I hope he's still alive. This is Punchinello. Can you notice anything about Punchinello? What's different about him? He's got grey dots. Yeah. Anything else? Yes. He's got a long nose. Yep. Yes. He's got big ears. Yep. Yes. What was that? He has, he has no stars. Absolutely right. He has no stars and he's covered in grey dots. Now, I'm just going to see if I can sit. Do you think he'll sit for me? Hang on. Uh. <laughs> Maybe he'll lay. <laughs> Actually, maybe I can, if you can hold that again, and let's just hook him up here so you can keep him in mind. I have a hook. It's tangled. This little man's name, as I said, is Punchinello. Can you all see him there? Is he in a good spot? He's going to slide down now. He's not cooperating with us. <laughs> it's because he's got so many darts. Well, as I said, Punchinello was one of these that had grey dots. You know, for Punchinello, he tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell, the others would gather around and they actually would give him more and more dots. They just kept on giving poor Pensionello dots. Sometimes when he fell, he scratched bits of his wood and they didn't look very nice anymore. And when he tried to explain why he fell, he would say something silly and the Wimmicks would give him more dots. After a while, Punchinello had so many dots, he actually didn't want to go outside anymore. He was afraid he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and then people would give him another dot. In fact, Punchinello had so many grey dots, some people would actually come up to him and give him a dot for no reason whatsoever. Wow. Punchinello sure had a lot of dots. And he feels so badly about himself 
that now he's afraid to go outside. Now he's even afraid to make a mistake and he feels dumb. Do you know what? I would feel that way too if I was receiving all of those dots all day long, every day of the week. You know, sometimes I feel bad when I make a mistake or I don't feel talented. How about you? Do you experience that too? The other thing that's interesting about Punchinello was the wooden people began to agree with one another and they began to say, Punchinello deserves those dots. He's not a good wooden person. And after a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good wimmick, he would say. A few times he went outside, he hung around other wimmicks who had a lot of grey dots. Do you know what's interesting again about Punchinello? Punchinello went from feeling bad and being afraid to make a mistake to thinking that he was not a good person. That's interesting, isn't it? He felt bad and then he felt afraid to make a mistake and then from there he jumped to thinking he was not a good person. I think he must have felt really discouraged and frustrated and sad. And I know I think we've got some slides and you can see him up here. He's walking along kicking a ball with his head down, looking rather flat because he thinks he's so different from everyone else in the village. But you know, there's more to this story. And it's sort of feeling a little bit heavy in here because, you know, we're a little bit like those wimmicks, aren't we? In our world, we get rewarded by stickers and what people say to us and how people perceive us and how good we are at our job and what we do. And sometimes when we don't succeed in those places, we feel bad or we think we've made a mistake. But do you know what? There's something amazing out there that I'm going to tell you about. There's something amazing that Punchinello discovered and this is where I want you to keep your ears and your hearts and your eyes open because God's got something special to say to each and every one of you. But not only you, but to all these big people out here. So what happened was that one day Punchinello met a Wimmick who was unlike any other Wimmick he had ever met. Guess what? She had no dots. That's amazing in this little village because everyone had dots. She was just a wooden person and her name was Lucia. It wasn't that people didn't try and give her stickers because they did. But every time they tried to give her a gold sticker, it fell off. And so people would try and give her more gold stickers and they'd still fall off. And then they'd try and give her grey dots because they thought she hasn't got any gold stickers, so she mustn't be good at anything, so let's give her a grey dot. But do you know what? The grey dot fell off too. And Punchinello... He thought. He looked at Lucia and he wondered, that's the way I want to be. I want to be like that. I don't want these stickers to stick on me. 
I don't want anyone's marks on me. I want to be like Lucia. So Punchinello asked Lucia, how come this happens? How come you've got no dots, no dots and no stickers? And she said, Punchinello, it's really easy. Every day I go up the top of the hill and I see Eli, the woodcarver. And Punchinello said, well, who's Eli? And she said, He's our maker and he lives on top of the hill. Why don't you go and see him? He'd love to see you. With that, Punchinello thought for a little while and he thought, but why would Eli want to see me? Why? And she said, just go up the hill. He wants to see you. With that, Lucia disappeared and little Punchinello yelled out after her, but will he want to see me? You can see he's still not sure. He's a little afraid. He's a little anxious. She didn't answer because she'd gone. So Punchinello, he went off home because he thought, oh, I'm a little bit scared to go and see this Eli. Not sure what this is about. So he went home and he sat and he looked out the window and he watched all of the Wimmicks sticking stars on each other, gold stars and grey stars. And as he watched, he thought, this isn't right. This is not right. We shouldn't be sticking stars on each other. And he got quite upset and he made up his mind that he was going to see Eli. So up he hopped, down the street he scurried, and up the hill. As he got to Eli's house, he quietly walked inside, and as he walked inside, he saw a stool that was bigger than him. And the worker's bench, he could hardly see over the top. And then he saw a hammer, and guess what, guys? The hammer was as long as his arm. He was feeling a little anxious again, and he wasn't quite sure what to do. And then he thought, I'm out of here. And he started to move really quickly. And a voice said, Punchinello. And, Eli, and, and Punchinello looked around and he thought, who was that? And then the voice came again. Punchinello, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting a long time for you to come. And Punchinello looked round again and he said, who are you? And he said, I'm Eli. And Eli, and Eli said to him, Punchinello, I've been waiting a long time for you. And what I want to tell you is, is that you are special. I've been waiting for you to come and see me. And he said, Lucia told me all about you. And Eli said, yes, she did. Eli looked at him for a long while and he said, hmm, I notice that you've got a lot of bad marks on you, Punchinello. And Punchinello quickly replied, 
I didn't mean to, Eli. I really did try hard. And do you know what Eli said? He said, you don't need to defend yourself, child. I don't care what the other wimics think. I don't care what anyone else thinks. And Punchinello said, you don't? And Eli said, no, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give you stars and dots? They are wimics, just like you. What matters, Punchinello, all that matters is what I think. And I think that you are pretty special. Punchinello laughed. Me special? Why? I can't walk fast. I can't jump. My paint is peeling. And Eli looked at Punchinello and put his hands on his wooden shoulders and spoke to him very softly. And he said, it's because you are mine. That's why you matter to me. Punchinello had never heard anyone talk to him like this, much less, much less his maker. Every day I've been hoping you would come, Eli said, because you're special. Punchinello said to Eli, why don't the stickers stick? And Eli said, the stickers will only stick if it matters to you. The more you trust my love, the less you will care about those stickers. Punchinello said, I'm not sure I understand. And Eli smiled and he said, you will in time. It takes quite a bit of time because you've got a lot of marks. For now, just come and see me every day. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and he said to and he said to Punchinello, remember, you're special because I made you and I do not make mistakes. Some very important words. Our maker says to us that each and every one of us in this room are special and he does not make mistakes. Punchinello did not stop when he heard this, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when Punchinello thought in his heart that Eli, who is God in this story, really means it, a dot fell off. You know, in this, pun in this story, Punchinello begins to realise that he's perfect and he's wonderful, that he's been made by the living God who accepts us unconditionally and we're very, very special in his sight. Our God, his love for us is bigger and larger than the universe. And as my grandson would say when I'd say, I love you better than the world, he would, and, then I'd, and he'd say, I love you better than the universe. And then he got very clever, and I don't understand this, but I love you more than Googleplex. And that's our God. He loves us more than Googleplex. He loves us more than the world. And no matter what we do, nothing can separate us from that love. 
We also hear in God's word in Psalm 139 that God created each of us and put us together, that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And we also hear in God's word that God is the kind of father that he calls us his children. He calls us his sons and daughters. Now today, if you're here today and you've heard that story and you've never sat at God's feet, you've never sat at God's feet and you have never experienced the love of God that Punchinello just experienced when God spoke to him. I'm going to ask you in a minute that you would all close your eyes and if you heard that story and your heart went a little bit flutter flutter and God's saying, whoever you are, come sit with me. I love you beyond description. There is nothing that can separate it, us from you. He's asking you today to take a risk because it is a risk. But anything worth taking is a risk. Feel the fear and do it anyway.